2022, Team Milk came together by sponsoring female marathon runners for the marathon in New York City. Today, they're more than 20,000 strong. In 2024, Team Milk is making an even bigger commitment to female runners and launching the only women's marathon in the U.S., designed for and by women. The inaugural Every Woman's Marathon will take place in Savannah, Georgia on November 16, 2024. You can learn more and register for the marathon at everywomansmarathon.com. Hey, you're listening to Intuit from Vulture and New York Magazine. I'm Sam Sanders, and we're here to break down a few big pop culture stories from the week with a game, as we often do. And I'm joining this episode by not one, but two comedians whose comedy I've seen live and in person and who I love very much, both of y'all. I'm going to bring in first Dylan Adler and let him introduce our next guest as well. Dylan, hi, tell folks who you are. Hello, thank you so much for having me, Sam. I, I'm such I'm such a stan of you, so I'm so excited to be on the podcast. Uh, I'm a, a, a comic writer, uh, I'm in LA, uh, you know, I'm just kind of sometimes slutty, sometimes prude, you know, that's kind of who I am. Well, and you're a singing comedian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot yeah. of your comedy involves you singing like original songs. It's a beautiful oh, thing. Oh, thank you. Yes, sometimes I musical comedy, sometimes people have called me Dollar Tree Bo Burnham. Um, <laughs> so I've, that's, that's a vibe for sure. So, yeah. I love it. I love it. And we're joined yeah. by a third, another Sam. Oh, Bring him in. Oh, my God. He is my bestie. I love him so much. We he love. is so fucking funny. He is an actor, writer, singer, dancer, a Rihanna, Rihanna super fan, and he's just he's just all around fucking incredible. Sam O, give it up. Give it up. Oh my gosh. Welcome, Sam O. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to have you here. As I told you before we began taping, I've seen you do your comedy before, and when I saw you do your set. You were in your Rihanna era, and you, on stage, recreated her halftime show choreography. How hard was that to learn? It was. It took me days, and to know that she was fully pregnant when she did that, like, I just don't, (laughs) I don't think any of us are ever going to be on her level. (laughs) It was hard. It was a beautiful thing. Thank you. It was a beautiful thing. Thank you for witnessing that and holding space for that. Thank you for doing the work, okay? You were doing the work. (laughs) So... I want us to try to make sense of this week of pop culture news and headlines and such. Um, We do that on Friday episodes with a game that we call Into It, Not Into It. I share a few stories from the week, and you just tell me if you're into it or not. And at the end, we'll tabulate some points, we'll figure out who wins, but there's no prize. It's okay. Perfect. I'm very competitive. I want to win this. All right. First, are y'all into or not into Drew Barrymore coming back to her daytime show finally while her writers refuse to join her? Have y'all been following this mess? Oh, my God. I'm following. (laughs) And I've seen it. And you know what? I'm into it. I'm into it. Okay. I'm into that Mm. mess. Sam, are you into it? I'm I'm into Drew Barrymore, and I'm also into her writing staff being like, I'm not into this. Anymore. Okay, we're into all and of it, basically. Yeah. So, yeah. 
long story short, we already knew that Drew Barrymore was in trouble when a few weeks ago she said that she would bring back her daytime talk show during the writer's strike without the writers. People went crazy. Uh, She tried to save it with this weird, truly unhinged, tear-filled rant from her kitchen. And I won't polish this with bells and whistles and publicists and corporate rhetoric. I'll just stand out there and accept and be responsible. But then later she was like, I'm not going to be a scab. I'm not going to cross these picket lines. I'll wait. So strike ends. Drew's like, I can come back now. But we found out this week from The Hollywood Reporter, she pissed off her writers so much. They've just said, we're not going to come back with you. She lost the writers. I didn't expect this, did y'all? I didn't. I, 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 um, I also didn't even know the show had writers. I learned that. <laughs> From this news. Uh, It's it's a mess. I I, I truly didn't expect. It's a mess. Sam, what are your thoughts on all of this? You know what? I want to say their names, Chelsea, Christina, and Liz. I stand with them. (laughs) Oh, you know them. You know them. I wish them the best. I feel they are the Charlie's Angels of the Drew Barrymore's writing staff. Yes. And they I love <laughs> that they are coming together against the man and Drew Barrymore is the man in this <laughs> scenario. Absolutely. Good morning, Angels. Good morning, Charlie. Dylan, Alex, Natalie. I just what I can't understand is like 6 months ago, Drew Barrymore was one of the most well-loved celebrities in the country. Everyone just liked her. She was goofy, she was funny, she cried almost on demand and she had a big old heart and we loved her and she would lean in too close in these interviews and you were like that's weird but it's sweet (laughs) and she has become so quickly a villain like Mm. how can she save this can she save this you know just like how she said in her tearful interview she has been through a lot of peaks and valleys in her life and this is one of her valleys (laughs) i am certain she will make it through this valley. You know, I'm certain she's been through worse. What does she do to get back? Like, what if you were her PR advisor oh, and you Jesus. had to give her, like, a checklist of things to do to save this, what's first on your oh, checklist? Oh, God. Um, ukulele YouTube 20-minute song. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Uh, what, I'm trying to think what she could genuinely do. Like, I... I'm going to say... She yeah. could reboot mm-hmm. uh, Fever Pitch with Jimmy Fallon, Fever Pitch 2. And that <laughs> uh, no one likes Jimmy Fallon right now either, <laughs> that's right. Sam. And that's oh. why if she stands next to Jimmy Fallon, then people will be like, oh, we love her. <laughs> yeah. She's great. Yes. I also wonder, though, it's like, you know, we're still all in that strike mindset, watching out to see who's crossing the lines and who's a scab. Once we're several months out from these strikes, and God willing, the actor strike ends soon as well, will people just forget about this? Like, I can't tell you what happened in the last strike in, like, 08. We've forgotten about it. We've moved on. Like, is there a chance of moving on here? I think in many, many years, I, I do think people will. I don't know. How many? How many? Uh, 10. <gasps> wow. Wow. <Yeah>. wow. <laughs> 10. <laughs> Yeah. Also, I wouldn't take a job from her. You would not. Okay. Would not. Although, Uh, what if she was like, I don't just give you the writer's job. I also give you a role in the next Charlie's Angels. Fully would take. (laughs) More of the game with Dylan and Sam after the break. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. 
As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Uh, next, are y'all into or not into bed bugs at Fashion Week? Oh. Y'all saw this, right? Not into. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> it's hard. I feel, I almost feel like it's kind of satisfying to see the bed bugs in Paris. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> really? Paris has been um, too powerful for too long, and I'm what? ready to see its downfall. <laughs> really? Yeah. So I'm into the bed bugs. Everyone's been seeing these stories. You've heard by now. Fashion's elite went to Paris this week for Fashion Week in the midst of Paris dealing with a major bed bug infestation. The deputy mayor of Paris said of this outbreak, quote, no one is safe. <laughs> That's why. Well, one, let's just pause right there. If there's a crisis and a government official is hitting the podium to deliver words of wisdom and guidance to the masses... I want to say the last thing you should say is no one is safe. Not a great speaker. I'm going to say it. Not you know, <laughs> that's something you'd see in a Batman movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anywho, people are seeing these bed bugs crawling on the seats in subway cars in France. They're at the airport. According to CBS News, they have been spotted in hotels, in vacation rentals, in theaters, in high-speed trains, and in the Paris metro. And some of them have made it via boat to Morocco. Uh, not Morocco. What? Not leave Morocco, Morocco alone. <laughs> what did Morocco oh do God. to you? <laughs> leave Casablanca alone. <laughs> Jesus. These bedbugs need to know their place. Stay in well, Paris. Well, you know they're not because all these Fashion Week people are going to come back <laughs> very soon to New York and L.A. Oh, oh God. Right? Where are y'all? New York or L.A.? LA. Where are y'all? We're in L.A. I mean, what do y'all think's going to happen? I'm sure you know someone who's been at Fashion Week this week who's going to come uh, back. <laughs> we both know a lot of models. Uh, and yes, <laughs> yeah. we're, with, we're only friends I, with models. Are y'all scared? Oh, are y'all God, scared? Just, I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm triggered. <laughs> I'm triggered. I have had, uh, not bed bugs, I've had rat, I've had mouse, roach, cockroach problem, fruit Girl. fly problems. I have had those issues in my apartments before, so I'm I'm scared. Yeah. I'm scared. All of the remedies, and not even remedies, the preventive measures that they tell you to put in place for bed bugs. Once you start to Google and like go down that rabbit hole, it is kind of crazy. Some people say that 
these folks getting back from Paris, they should wrap their luggage in black garbage bags and leave them out in the sun for four days. Some people say you got to freeze your stuff for several days. One person online said that you should put Vaseline all over the legs of your bed to make it harder for the bed bugs to crawl up. Oh, wow. Wild. Wild. Sexy. What's the craziest bed bug fix y'all have heard of? Well, I've, I, isn't it mm. like, you know, you steam your entire house and it has to go into a little bal- carnival balloon? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That one seems I, crazy to me. I think you have to burn everything and move. <laughs> Scorched yeah. earth. Yeah. I would start a new life. If I had bed bugs, I would change my name. I would just start <laughs> yeah. over. Dylan, you mentioned all these infestations you've had. Roaches, rats, mice, etc. Fruit flies. What was the craziest thing you did to get rid of any of those pests? Oh man! Well, you know, uh, for the for the rat one, me, my roommate, and uh, uh, landlord all burst into our apartment. You know, just like for an hour, uprooting our lives, just like trying to with uh, like medieval tools, just trying to stab this rat. That was, I'd say, that was pretty oh, no. chaotic. For the fruit flies, I made a lot of homemade remedies and poked holes and like you know set cups throughout. Throughout the house to try to get rid of them, but um, yeah. The red wine they say works for the. Fruit oh flies. yes, I did. I did the red wine. I did the red wine. I've been trying now, like the essential oils. Like there's some just like uh, fruit and mint scents and oil scents that they just hate. But this summer I had some flies in my house, and I was like, let me get some fly paper and put that around the house. No, <gasps> it is so nasty. Uh, that fruit fly paper, that fly paper didn't catch a single bug. <laughs> But you know what I did several times? Walked into it. Oh, it just, and it would get stuck <laughs> in my beard. And it would get stuck on my eyelashes and my eyebrows. And it would be on my skin. I walked into flypaper more than I would like to admit. Oh. And it is nasty. It is nasty. Oh. And then when you want to take the flypaper down and throw it away, you just end up with the flypaper stuff all over you. Oh my all God. over you. It just caught you. Right? The, yeah. I, I was the flies. <laughs> I was the fly. It's like, how does it feel now, bitch? (laughs) (laughs) Before we move on from this whole bed bug foolishness, I feel sorry for the Paris Fashion Week folks having to experience that and for all the Parisians dealing with this. But I'm worried about the future of Paris in particular because in 10 months, Paris is supposed to host the Olympics. Mm. What if the athletes get bed bugs? What if if they get like super... What if it's like doping where like the bed bugs give them, I don't know, extra strength <laughs> and it's just like they're so hot. They're, they're hotter and stronger. Let me tell you a secret, Sam. Oh, <laughs> the bed bugs don't give. They take. They suck your blood. Oh, my God. Imagine like Bob Costas with bed bugs announcing the Olympics. Imagine the medal podiums oh. and the people that have won the medals are like scratching the bed bugs. Imagine Simone Biles turning 20 flips at once and she has to stop because of a bed bug situation. She's itchy. Oh, God. I'm worried. I'm worried. You know, I I would lie if I'd say I'm not worried as well. You know? (laughs) Okay. That's crazy. (laughs) But you know what? I think there's a satanic part of me. Okay. All right. That's kind of like athletes. Athletes are incredible. And if I were to see, you know, my favorite gymnast covered in bed bugs and they still pulled it off i'm like wow i Legend, love humanity icon forever you know oh my god yeah which olympic level athlete do y'all think could most withstand competing through bed bugs tell me who and why tara lipinski 
Tara Lipinski and Johnny Weir. My references are off. I'm like, You're, I don't know a, a single current. It's a little dated. It's a little dated. Wow. It's a little dated. <laughs> Christy Yamaguchi. Um, oh, she could do oh, it. absolutely. All right, more with comedians Dylan Adler and Sam O. Oh after the break. Also, if you enjoy the show, please leave us a rating and a review. I've talked about this before. We get enough of this stuff. There might be a pizza party. It might involve one Charles Entertainment cheese. I'm serious. Uh, also, we read the reviews and we like them. Makes me feel real nice. Okay, thanks. Fox Creative. This is advertiser content from 26.2 Team Milk and their new docu-series, Running Sucks. Is running the worst? Yeah. Do you love it? Do you hate it? I hate it so much. I hate it so freaking much. That you're a real runner now! I hate it. I'm Abby Ayers, a 37-year-old mom from Utah who found herself running across the Manhattan Bridge in my first race ever. Running Sucks celebrates women who run and the running communities that carry them across the finish line. Running helped me in so many ways postpartum. It really is about taking my power back and proving myself wrong. For every person like you, I'm telling you you belong and I'm telling you you can do it. I never thought the words would leave my mouth, but yes, I'm planning on running a marathon. <laughs> Because, like, who would have thought? Watch Running Sucks at runningsuckstheseries.com and learn more about how Team Milk is helping women runners across the country conquer their next course. Um, this next one is less of an into or not into. It's more of a whose side are you on? And I'm talking about Katy Perry's second property war. Y'all been following this? <laughs> Y'all been following this. How can we not? Yes. It's what I think about when I wake follow? up and when I go to bed. I want one of you to try to explain this story for our listeners before I do. Okay. Wait, can, can I take this one? Because I am a big Katy take Perry it. fan. Do it. And take it. I take feel, it. okay. Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom, who are married, um, they wanted to purchase a house from the founder of 1-800-Flowers. And it was off the market. Oh my god, I'm cracking. Hold on. <clears throat> it is was your voice off cracking. The You're so emotional about this. <laughs> I'm so emotional just because, like, obviously I'm on Katie's side. Like, she's just been through so much, and like, <laughs> there's you know, her music isn't charting, and it. She, anyway, okay, <laughs> justice for Harley's in Hawaii. Anyway, okay. I've never heard those words before <laughs> in that combination. But continue, my friend. Katie and Orlando put an offer on. This house, it was off the market, and the owner, Carl Westcott, was like, cool, 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 you can have the house, and he was going to make a profit off it. Then, a week later, he sued, mm -hmm. saying, I don't want to sell it anymore, and he's saying that he was on narcotics from his back surgery, and they took advantage of him in his high state, and they're predators, is what he's saying. It's wild. Yes. So, Carl Westcott, the 1-800-Flowers guy... He said he was on painkillers when he said yes to this deal and that he was of, quote, unsound mind when he agreed to sell him the home. This home uh, was in Santa Barbara. It's a $15 million home. 
Uh, he tried to cancel the sale with his realtors, but Orlando and Katie wouldn't budge. Uh, and now there are lawsuits going on. So Carl Westcott is suing Katie and Orlando's business manager. And then Katie and Orlando are countersuing Carl Westcott. And here's where it gets crazy, y'all. Katie's not just saying, I'm suing to make sure the sale of this house can stand. She's saying, I want you to pay me on top of that. $2.7 million to cover the cost of a comparable rental in the area, and then $3.21 million for the lost value of the house she's been deprived of if the sale had gone to plan. What? Mm. How do we feel about wow. this? How do we feel about this? Okay, I didn't know all the details. It's <laughs> okay. I, you know what? <laughs> White people get crazy with the suing. So litigious. Yo. That community is litigious. Not that community. That community is <laughs> litigious. Whose side are you on now? Oh. You know, I was I was on Katie's side because, mm-hmm. you know, at first I'm like, I'm like, dude, you uh, uh, okay. I I, I compl- elder abuse is fully real and wow. you know I We admit that. <laughs> We admit that. I'm yes. being careful with how I speak. I, elder abuse is fully real. But I'm also like, you set up this viewing. You went through many, many, many like conscious steps through this process. Like, I don't like, I think you went through many, many steps to to agree to this. But then to hear the side that Katie is like completely doubling down and suing. It's wild. It's wild. You know, oh, God. No one is good in this, but I have to go Katy Perry. You're going to hear me roar. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. What if I told you even more? Here's some more little tidbits, little details. Uh, This is not Katy Perry's first time in a real estate (laughs) lawsuit. You'll remember a few years ago, she got into a battle with a group of nuns when she wanted to buy a <laughs> former convent in Los Feliz. <laughs> I'm not going to explain the details of that because it was wild, but she won. But this twice, Katie? Yeah. Twice? Okay, on that, I think Dylan and I are both going to be on Katie's side about that because we recently watched The Nun 2, and it was so scary. We, it was and really wow. scary. Wow. And, we and it really nuns. tainted my view of nuns. <laughs> All right, last thing about this, because this story is just so wild. The fight over the Santa Barbara home with uh, Carl Westcott from 1-800-Flowers, that battle has led to a new campaign to pass something called the Katy Perry Act. Guess what the Katy Perry Act is about. Um, um, <laughs> to protect the elderly. Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> it's why. Is it really? Yes. Perry is oh, an acronym. Perry is an acronym for <gasps> Protecting Elder Realty for Retirement. Oh, You can't write this God. stuff. I, I, wow. I just... That's... <laughs> I just... Something's up with Kate. I I love Katy Perry. I really do. But you've been in this kind of situation twice now, and twice with older people, older nuns, mm-hmm. and this old one hundred flowers mm. guy. I I'm skeptical, Katy. I uh-huh. I don't know what old people did to Katy Perry. I really don't. I want to know. Was there a traumatic yeah, event early in I her know. life? Maybe she identifies as as young. <laughs> I don't know. 
That's how I feel. <laughs> I will say, I saw her I, Vegas show and it was good. Oh, I bet it was yes. amazing. It was really good. I mean, people really, for, I mean, she is, I mean, she truly is a powerhouse. And, you know, what the, the songs that she puts out, I hate to say, I mean, as much as I would love the Katy Perry act to be passed, to protect <laughs> people, I would love that legislation to be passed. I'm still Team Katie. Ooh! Wow. Wow. I don't know. I don't even know. And you know what? California girl. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say 1-800-Flowers, it's not a good service, okay? The flowers are not that good quality. And just on that alone, I am also on Katy Perry's side. Take his fortune. Take everything from him. Yes. We got to move on, but I I have to ask. Have y'all seen the video of Katy Perry and her backup singers and some of her band performing one of her newer songs in a public restroom. I love how y'all knew exactly what song to. <laughs> oh my God. It's I've Harley's studied the in video. Hawaii. Oh. <laughs> All I'm saying is I watched that video and I'm not surprised that Katy Perry also makes problematic real estate decisions. You know it's what? not a surprise. It, she, it's, yeah. it wasn't shocking either to me from that video. She doesn't <laughs> yeah. know how to pick a venue. She doesn't know how to pick a home. She's just her she's yeah. all her choices are off. All right, last question. Are y'all into or not into the sphere? You know what I'm talking about? I'm into I, it. I'm into it. I, I Vegas is disgusting and gaudy, and it's it's uh, stupid, stupid projects for for like stupid spectacles. And I'm just like lean in. Yeah, yeah. I I you know what? This is where I have to take a stand. I have been into all of these topics, but the sphere. I don't know if I can get behind this. You can't really focus. I saw the videos. You really can't focus on the performer because there's like a Microsoft screensaver like all around you. And you can't, it's like you can't even watch YouTube because it's you're just inside of a computer. I just, I don't like it. I've seen some of the videos and I just feel like it would give me motion sickness and nausea. Absolutely. Like, I don't know if I could survive a show in that thing. So for those who haven't heard, The Sphere is this new performance venue in Las Vegas that is a big spherical dome, like massive. But inside the dome and outside the dome, every inch of that circular dome-like surface uh, has LED lights and is basically a projection screen. So there are more than one million LED lights in this thing that can be programmed to show you all kinds of things and all kinds of displays on the inside and the outside. You uh, 2 did the first concert in the Sphere last weekend. And in the videos, it's like you are in... How would you, how would you describe this? In, you've seen the videos. How would you describe that to folks who have not seen it yet? You're like in the middle of like a virtual roller coaster, but also, I don't know, y'all go. Yeah, it's it's true virtual. It's true virtual reality, but you are completely immersed in it. it the the screen, it, the ceiling can look like it's falling in on you. Things can look like they're coming out at you. It's truly like you are in a movie, dreamlike. It's it's insane. It, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. Times Square times a million. 
It's yeah. awful. <laughs> it's like Times Square, but like wraparound. Yeah. You're, yep. you're, you are Times Square. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And here's the thing. It's like, I'm watching the videos. I'm seeing like these desert landscapes soar across the ceiling and then go behind you and all these things moving, moving, moving. You almost forget that you too is in the front playing the guitar. They're like the smallest part of the show. It's wild. You know, I will say I I usually forget that you two is there. I try not to. <laughs> I try know, to block them out anytime I, think I see them. I'm into it because the spear was good publicity for you two. I think it made us all We're forget. We're talking about you two right for, now. It made us forget about the album they forced on our phones in 2014. <laughs> Can I tell you a secret, Dylan? Yes. I haven't forgotten, and it's still on my phone. <laughs> it's still on my phone. Oh my no, God. delete it. I don't know how. Oh. I don't know how. It oh comes God. back. It follows. It, it, it follows. follows. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Who do y'all most want to see perform in the sphere? Who's best made for that venue? H- Hannah Montana from 2007. <laughs> I feel like she could slay that space. Oh you could play God, episodes. Yes. Slay that space. Slay that, slay space. that space. She could own it. Would y'all do a show in the sphere? A comedy show? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I just right? want to know what is what would be playing like on the screens. Yeah, what's on y'all's screen in the sphere for your comedy show? Yeah. You know, I think um I don't know, images of Andrew Yang or something or I don't know, yeah. like images of uh yeah, uh, yeah, uh, uh Maybe some fun little sexy, like some of my favorite porns. I don't know. I'm, I need to think about this. You know, a, oh. the, an, an artist has to be very intentional about the absolutely. The Im- it can't just be like, oh, you know, generic image. I feel like if it were to be truly special, it's an artist that is very intentional about every image they put out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like okay. Marina Abramovic. Yeah. She could also <laughs> slay the sphere. She could slay the sphere. Yeah. You know what I want? I want like. A Christian rock band. I know Hillsong is kind of canceled right now, oh. but I want that kind of Christian uh. music energy. <laughs> and the sphere is just used to project the <gasps> lyrics. It's just for the lyrics. Oh my, wait. Then everyone can see all the lyrics. That's, I have chills because I grew up so Christian and I know every Hillsong song. And I, I feel like, what if they project, what if they put on the screen like images of Jesus coming back? That would be wow. so crazy. Wow. That would be, yeah. Yeah. The end times. I'd convert. <laughs> I, Dylan, I've been trying to convert you all year, and you're just very stubborn he, this about bitch, it. This bitch has, and, and <laughs> take me to the sphere. He's, com- he's coming back. Get ready. <laughs> Everyone get ready. Uh, listeners at home. Get ready. <laughs> We've come to the end of the game. We're here now at the point where we have to declare a winner of Into It, Not Into It. Who do y'all think should win of the two of you? You know what? I I honestly think Sam should win. No, I don't think that's true. I think all my opinions are bad and wrong. And I think Dylan is always... He's like my moral compass, you know? Because without him, I would... I would be, um, I'd be Drew Barrymore, you know? So. Wow. I'm gonna give it to Dylan. I'm gonna give it to Dylan. I'm gonna say, because of the suggestion that 2007 Hannah Montana play The Sphere, <laughs> the winner is Sam O. Cause that's just. I have, oh, wow, I have wow. to give credit to Dylan cause that was his first concert. That was my said. very first concert in the oh, Oakland Arena, yeah. the Jonas Brother Hannah Montana concert, so. Yeah. Wow. I mean, she would be amazing in the sphere. Should we should we end off on one of her songs? Which one? 
Go ahead. Do it. Okay. Come on. Everybody everybody makes everybody makes mistakes. Mistakes. Everybody has those days. Everybody has those days. Everybody, everybody knows, knows what, what, what I'm, what talking, I'm about. talking about. Everybody gets that everybody way. Everybody gets yeah. that way. Yeah. That's about Katie Perry and her yes. killing wow. old people. <laughs> Dylan Adler, Sam O, thank you both so much for being here. Tell folks where they can find you in your comedy. Uh, thank you so much for having us. Um, you could follow me at Dylan Adler underscore on Instagram, at Dylan Adler 6 on Twitter, and at Dylan Adler 7 on TikTok. Yes, and yes. you can find me on all socials at GayVirgin666. <laughs> I forgot that your handle. <laughs> Thanks again to comedians Dylan Adler and Sam O. Also, it's October, spooky season, which means, drumroll please, the return of Culture Geist. We're going to talk again soon on the show about the culture that's haunting you. If there's something in the culture that's been haunting you that you can't stop thinking about, just tell us. Record a short voice memo, be specific, and email that to us at intuit@vulture.com. Intuit at Vulture.com. Okay, Intuit is hosted by me, Sam Sanders. This show is produced by Janae West, Travis Larchuk, Gabby Grossman, Jelani Carter, and Taka Zen. Our fearless editor is Jordana Hochman. Our engineer is Daniel Turek. Our music is composed by Breakmaster Cylinder. And the executive producer of audio at Vox Media is Nishat Kurwa. Listeners, we're back next Tuesday with a brand new episode. Till then, seriously, send us a culture geist. We want it. It will be fun. Thank you. Bye. Why do you run? Why does anyone? I always thought that runners loved running, and that's not the case. Most runners hate running, <laughs> but they choose to do it. In the new docu-series Running Socks, brought to you by Team Milk, Abby Ayers learns why women runners everywhere are driven to go the distance. It really is about taking my power back and proving myself wrong. Team Milk is about fueling women's performance and helping them along their marathon journeys. You can sign up now for the inaugural Every Woman's Marathon, taking place in Savannah, Georgia, on November 16, 2024. Learn more and register at everywomansmarathon.com.